I praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for his goodness. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for every opportunity that he gives us to be able to uh, share the word of God, to be in the word of God. God's word, there's just nothing like it. There's no one like our God. No one can do us like God does. No one takes care of us the way God takes care of us. There are plenty of things that go on and are going on in this world. But one thing is for sure, God has not left us, not for a moment, not for a second. Some of us uh, may be in the, the trials of a lifetime. Um, some of us may be in the heat of the battle and it is, and it's, and it's, uh, and it's very, very intense. God has not left you. I know it may feel like it sometimes, might even look like it sometimes, but God has not left you. Brothers and sisters, we are back again. We thank God for just being um, there with us. Uh, we're going to continue, glory to God, in our, um, in our text. Um, we have um, for our reading, um, bless the Lord, um, for all that he's uh, done for us. But we are in the book of Matthew. Now we're picking up this um, this topic, Amen. Starting at Matthew chapter eighteen, verse uh, twenty-three, Amen. Um, and um, going to um, about verse 30, uh, 32 or thirty-three, and the Word of God says um, as follows. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Amen. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So, when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then the Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desiredest me. Shouldest not thou also have compa had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee, verse 34. 
And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing and the doing of his word. Looks like we went a few more verses over. We went and finished up at verse number 35 in Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse, <clears throat> pardon me, number uh, 23. And um, this, um, we started this journey last week and we praise God for the opportunity to be able to continue this journey. Now, last week we, we, uh, we, we began to develop a topic um, um, that we started to explore um, entitled spiritual debt collectors. Okay. Last week became the part one. And today obviously is the, um, is the, uh, the part two uh, of that. Amen. And, and, and when we last left off um, on last week, we talked about a couple things. One of the things that we talked about, okay. One of the things that we said was, was that life is not without its challenges. And, and we know that that really is something that goes without saying. Life just is not without its challenges. As long as you're here, you're going to have to deal with something. I know you don't want to. And I know that that's not, uh, when I tell you this, that isn't something that you probably jump up and down and cheer about. I know that it isn't something that I do that for, but nevertheless, you're going to have those challenges. Amen. You're going to have those challenges. Amen. Um, the book of Job told us in chapter 14, verse number one, very, very humbling scripture because it really just sets it straight. The word of God says, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Amen. Amen. Just a few days. Not not a whole whole boatload, but just a few days. That means it does. It's not long before you and I get here, before trouble begins to start. Amen. Amen. You're gonna deal with some things that you don't want to deal with, and so it's going to come down, brothers and sisters, to how you deal with those situations. Now, when we started talking about that. Um, and in specific and specifically rather speaking about those conditions, we learned that sometimes life will bring us uh, in contact with the positives of the human condition. And we talked a little bit about that last week. Man, amen. We said, yeah, there are a lot of things that are that's bad. There's a lot of things, a tremendous amount of things that's out there that's terrible right now. Things that don't look good, things that don't feel good. We gave plenty of examples on last week of all of these different things. So I won't go into all of that, but I'd like you to use your imagination as best you can. And you can think of just any number of things that are that that just are not right. They are they're wrong through and through. But what we learned is, is that life will bring you also into contact with the positives of the human condition. Now, when I say the human condition, what I mean is the, the what I mean is, is um, the reality of life as a human and, and if <laughs> as, as people just in, in general, that's what we're talking about. The realities, 
no fluff, no, no smoke and mirrors, nothing that we try to hide or conceal and make something look like it isn't this or it isn't that. No, I'm talking about just get right down to the, to the middle of the road. What is it like to be a human? What is life like oh, to, to be alive as, as, as a person? Amen. Amen. Okay. And so when we talk about that, amen, we, when we talk about, talk about that, then, then we learn that, that part of life is not everything being all bad. Amen. That's part of it. Part of the, con the condition you're going to come in contact. Yes. A lot of stuff is negative, but you're going to come into contact with some things that are positive. We learned that not everything out there is all bad. Not all of it is wrong. There are some good things. There are some good things. Amen. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 and 23. Amen. Told us that it's because of God's mercies that we're not consumed. Amen. Amen. And that, and, and that, and that, uh, and that, that his faithfulness is great. And we learned that his compassions, they, they, they're new every morning. They don't, they don't fail. They don't fail. We learn that in Lamentations chapter three. And then in Psalms 118, 24, we learn that regardless of the content of a day, regardless if everything goes exactly the way that you want it, or only a few things, or perhaps maybe none of that day at all goes the way that you were intending or the way you desired it to go. But what we learn in Psalms 118 is that regardless of the content of the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that Bible tells us, that word of God tells us that we're going to rejoice in it. We're going to be glad in it. Amen. That's what the word tells us. That's what the word shows us. This is the day. God using the psalm writer to bring our attention to some of the reality. Sometimes we get caught up. We get full, full, so focused on the stuff that ain't going right or whatever else it is. And we forget to praise God. We forget to look at um, certain basics of it. Bottom line is, is this, that day might be bad, might not be going at all the way you want it to, but you know what? It could be worse. You could be dead. You could not be here at all to experience anything. And the fact that you're here, even though the day didn't go what, you know, go the way that you wanted or the way that you thought it should have gone. Guess what? God blessed you. He put strength in your body. He put air in your lungs. He caused it. Listen, it, the sun's still shining. Even if it's not as bright as you wanted to, it's still shining. And God is still worthy to be praised. Now, we talked about that. And so we said that, yeah. Life going to bring you something in contact with some with the positives. But we do want to take a little bit of time to talk a little bit about the negatives because we're talking about spiritual debt collecting, okay? Spiritual debt collecting. So Matthew 18, 26, and 28, I'm going to read just those three of our scripture set. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, amen, and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest. Amen. Amen. 
Look at what this, look how, this, how the script kind of flips here. The Lord has compassion and takes pity on this, on, this, on this servant and he forgives him the debt. But truly this man didn't understand just what he had received. Because when you read the story, the account, this parable that the Lord is sharing with us, that parable of this account doesn't say that the Lord forgave that man and then put him on a payment plan. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He did not do that at all. Verse 27 said, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him. Loosed him. Glory to God. Sometimes you don't, we don't often understand what it is that we're saying. But this, these last phrase, he loosed, loosed him and forgave him his debt. Two things happened. Number one, if you take it from the end, from the last part to the beginning part. So if we deal with, he forgave him his debt and he loosed him. And in fact, you know, we won't even reverse. We'll just, we'll, we'll take it just in the order that, that, that it's given. He says he loosed him. Amen. Amen. Now, if you go back, glory to God, and look at verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which had, which would take account of his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, Okay, so now he's getting ready, to, he getting ready to, to call on his debts, to collect. One was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. Amen. And we know that that really was an astronomical number that the Lord used there to really just illustrate the fact that the amount that this guy owed was an amount that there was no way in the world he was ever going to be able to repay it. Not in this lifetime. He was never going to be able to pay it at all. And that was on purpose to illustrate some things that the Lord was going to be talking about that with the disciples and with those that need to know it and with you and I. Amen. So which owed him 10,000 talents, but for as much as he had not to pay, the Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. And the servant fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Now, when you get to the scripture, or verse 27, okay, the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. When the Bible says there that he loosed him and forgave him the debt, this whole thing is really telling you that what the Lord did for this man was not only did he tell this man that you don't have to immediately pay, that you don't have to pay me anything at all right now, but the entire, but you are completely off the hook from ever having the responsibility to have to pay this back. See, he didn't put him on a payment plan. He, he didn't do no kind of layaway or nothing like that. He didn't do any of that. When the Lord loosed him, and that's important to know that he said he loosed him. He said, you are no longer obligated. Not only am I forgiving it, I'm going to write that off. I'm not only am I pushing that away. Not only am I not, listen, when he says, when he says I forgave him his death, I'm not collecting. That's what that part means. He means that I am not going to collect it. And when he said, but he loosed him, that means, and I relinquish the right to ever collect it. That's what was so heavy, but clearly. This man 
did not understand just what he had been given. He didn't understand the, the extent to which he had been forgiven because no sooner than he's forgiven, the word of God says in verse 28, but the same servant went out and found his. Look at that. He found this fellow servant, somebody just like him. Glory to God. I hope you're hearing that this. I hope you're hearing that whenever you listen to this, wherever you are, when you listen to this, this man went out and found somebody just like him. Just like him, a fellow servant. In the same condition, in the same state, in the same circumstance, he went out and found somebody just like him, fellow servant. The same type of person that would be in need, just like he would be in need. The same type of person that would need the same things that he would need. And somewhere along the line, he gave or lended this, he lent this man some money, this fellow servant. But when it came time for him to be able to operate the same way that his Lord operated with him, no, he didn't do that. Instead, he demanded that this man pay him, violently demanded that he pay him. Not even, his, not even the man's Lord did that to him. This man not only found somebody like him, he not only didn't do what the what his lord had done but he went in the complete opposite direction now it's obvious to tell that with the sequence of events because this servant immediately went and found a fellow servant and basically tried to get the money out of him that he owed him that this fellow servant was more than likely trying to scrape up and get the funds in order to pay his Lord back. He didn't understand what his Lord had done. He didn't understand it. He didn't understand it. Brothers and sisters, this is why salvation, you can't have salvation without, without repentance, not without true, true repentance. You don't get that. You can't get salvation without true repentance. See, true repentance requires you to be truly sorry. And to be truly sorry means, requires you to truly understand what has happened to you or for you, whatever it may be. You have to have a level of understanding in order to truly repent, to truly be sorry. See, when you truly repent and you're truly sorry and come to the Lord and then you're obedient to what the Lord tells you to do. Acts chapter two, verse 36, and read it all through. You'll read what God tells you to do in order to be saved. You repent of your sins and, 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 and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and he fills you with the Holy Ghost. 
In order to get that, you got to truly repent. You cannot have that without true repentance. And you cannot have true repentance without understanding what you are repenting for and truly being sorry for those things. Because if you don't, you're going through the motions and it ain't real. You're still in your sins. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, you're still in your sins. You have to be broken over sin. You have to be broken and disgusted over what you've done. This man had been forgiven but he didn't truly understand the extent of what he had, of the extent to which he had been forgiven. He was loosed and forgiven. The debt would not be immediately collected, nor would it be collected in the future. And he didn't understand that. Do you realize what Jesus did for you on the cross? Do you? I wonder if you realize the magnitude of the case against you. The Lord said, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Tells us that in the book of Ezekiel chapter 18. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Bible then goes on and tells us that the wages of sin is death. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Do you realize that because of your sin, the sentence of death was pronounced on you? Nobody made you commit your sin. Yes, we inherited our sinful nature from our greatest grandmother and grandfather, Adam and Eve. Yes, we inherited from them. But just but although we inherited that nature, they did not force us to act on that nature. The sins that you and I commit are our own. And Jesus went to the cross and paid for those sins. Not so that you can live a lifetime of trying to repay it. That's not what he did. He paid for it so you could be free. He paid for it so you'd no longer be captive. Why? Because as the word says, it's not his will that any should perish. But he knew you could not pay the debt. You were in the same boat. I was in the same boat that this servant that the Lord forgave was in. When you have been forgiven, but then you go out and choose to not forgive. You're making trouble for yourself. 
and it will not go well with you. See, this man, it was a monetary figure. Money was involved. The Lord forgave him and canceled everything about the debt. But then the man went thinking that he still needed to pay the debt, obviously. Now he's going to become a merciless debt collector with those that owed him. And instead of operating in the mercy that the Lord operated in, he chose to operate without mercy. See, this man was freely forgiven, which is symbolic of our salvation being the result of grace. No way for you and I to earn it or, or pay for it or buy it. But it's a free gift. It's a free gift. What this man was doing in the natural, some of us, and heaven help us, we do this in the spiritual. When we receive, when we know that we have received this salvation by grace. But then when we go to present the gospel to other people, we come up with our own man-made ideology, rules and regulations, and we put it on top of the word of God. And we make that synonymous with the word of God, substituting the commandments of God or the doctrine of God for the commandments of men. We do the same thing. Verse 28, that man said, pay me that thou owest. Pay me that thou owest. Sometimes life brings us into contact with the negatives not of the human condition. We know it brings the positives because it's not all bad. For a minute, let's talk a little bit about what the, that 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 what is bad. Let's talk about the let's talk about that. See, sometimes life's gonna bring you in contact with those things about life that are less than desirable, and you're gonna get a few things as a result of it. What kinds of things, brother Walker? You're gonna get things like hurt, things like anguish. It'll bring you disappointment. It'll bring you rejection. It'll bring you at times abuse. Could be verbal or physical. It'll bring you betrayal. And it'll bring you loss. Those are some of the negatives of the human condition that of life in general that you and I are going to run up against and into at times. And it'll be a repeat performance because you're going to run into these things more than just one time. Yes, I know nobody wants it, but nevertheless, that's just part of being human. It's part of being alive. You're going to deal with that. And sometimes you're going to be brought that hurt and that anguish and that disappointment you're going to be brought that rejection, that abuse, that betrayal, that loss. 
Sometimes it's going to be intentional. And sometimes it's going to be accidental. People didn't intend, didn't intend to hurt you. Wasn't trying to disappoint you. I hope you're here. Wasn't meant to bring you anguish. Weren't trying to reject you and didn't realize that you were being abused. Betrayal. And loss. Intentional. And or accidental. Regardless of the intent. Or the nature of it. They can all leave us feeling a type of way. Regardless of whether it's intentional or it's accidental, it's going to leave you feeling a way. Amen. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to leave you feeling something. And it's going to leave you. And, and, and if we were to look into it, then I would have to say that it's going to leave you at times feeling discouraged. You're going to feel taken advantage of. You're going to feel like you've been cheated. You're going to feel like you've been stolen from. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel some fearfulness. You are going to feel lost. Yeah, when somebody, when, when, when this world and, and folks in this world bring that hurt and all that stuff, it's going to leave you feeling a certain way. And any number of these ways, you can end up feeling some of them a few of them or even all of them depending on the nature of what it of what it is but you're not going to feel good not at that time but the thing the heaviest part about this friend is that not only will the negatives of life leave you feeling some or all of these kinds of ways but once you start feeling those kinds of ways that discourage, that taking advantage of, that being cheated and stolen from, um, when people may just start to feel insecure and you're starting to feel fearful, starting to feel lost when all that stuff takes place, if you're not careful, it can bring you or it can, it can push you into feeling not just that, but concerning those things, or as a result of feeling those things, it can push you into the area of feeling angry and bitter and spiteful, resentful. And heaven help me if you don't watch it, it can cause you to start feeling hateful, even destructive. To yourself and to others. It'll leave you feeling like. Somebody owes you something. Hope you're hearing what I'm talking about. You can end up feeling like somebody 
owes you something. See, you can end up feeling like a creditor or a debt collector. Somebody owe me something. Somebody owes me something. See, when people don't treat you right and they, and they hurt you, as a result of being hurt, you can become discouraged. You can become wounded. See, the negatives of life have a tendency, if you're not careful, to leave wounds. Those wounds blossom into the feelings of discouragement and, and being taken advantage of and, and stolen from and cheated and lost and insecure and fearful. And when those feelings linger, when they're not dealt with, when the air is not clear, when forgiveness doesn't take place, those feelings begin continue to grow, but they start to transform. They start to morph, if you will, into something else. They start to morph into anger and spitefulness. They can start to morph into that bitterness and that resentfulness. And when those things linger, they can go even further. They can become next level. They can start to push you into the areas of hatefulness. You can start to become so destructive and so, so discouraged, rather, that you become destructive or self-destructive. You start to feel like somebody, and when you, and, and when you, and when you start to feel those ways, especially when you know that you didn't used to feel that way, until somebody did what they did, you can, become, you can become so frustrated with what that person or persons have brought into your life and what and where you have and where it's taken you and what you have become that you start to feel like that man, you know what? You owe me. You owe me. You owe me. Start to feel like a debt collector. Matthew 18, 28 says this, but that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, somebody just like him, which owed him a hundred pence, somebody in the same circumstance as him. And he laid hands upon him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest." Notice what he said. He took him by the throat. I want you to hear something. I want you to hear, no, no to something. He took him by the throat. Now, when you take somebody by the throat, that essentially means you take them and choke them. That's basically what that means. Now, the nature of choking or being choked is that you cannot, you rapidly lose the ability to talk. You lose the ability to communicate. When, they, when the air passages and the throat begins to get cut off, 
eventually you can no longer speak. Now, when this man was in trouble and the Lord, his Lord was getting ready to collect his debt, I want you to notice something. The man had, the Lord had compassion on him because he entertained, he first entertained what the servant had to say. Glory to God. Glory to God. I hope you, I hope that you are, I hope you're reading it. I hope you're, I hope you're reading it. The Bible says in verse 26, that servant fell down and worshiped him saying that mean he spoke, Lord have patience with me and I will pay thee all. The compassion that the Lord had that came on the heels of this was a result of first hearing the man out. He heard his plight. He heard his petition. In other words, he did not become numb to what the man had to say. He did not become so hardened that he could no longer hear what the man had to say. It was what the man did and said that stirred the bowels of compassion in the Lord. The Lord didn't stop himself. He didn't harden himself or cut himself off from hearing what the man had to say. And as a result, his compassion was stirred. And a miracle took place. Not only was he forgiven, but he was loose, taken off the hook, going forward. But this servant went and found somebody just like him, in the same circumstances as him. But the difference is unlike the Lord who heard this man out, this man started out choking the man. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear your circumstance. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know what you face. I don't want to know what you're going through. I don't want to deal with what's in your life. I want you to pay me what you owe me. And somebody who's listening to this, you're in the same dangerous position as this servant. You know people need help. You know there are those that are in your path that you are able to help and be a blessing to, but instead you want to pretend like you don't see anything, like you don't see they're in trouble, like you don't know that there's something wrong, like you don't know there's an area where you can step up and step in. And in your own way, you're choking them. So that you don't, you can walk in willful ignorance and be able to ignore the plight of your fellow man. 
that the bowels of compassion would be stirred in the children of God. We look at people out on the street. We look at people in all kinds of circumstances and we say, well, you know what? I'm not in that circumstance or whatever else it is. And it ain't probably anything that I can really do. So I'm just going to pretend like it don't exist. You see brothers and sisters going down every day. Parents struggling with raising their kids. You've gone through it. It's God's giving you mercy, but you won't even be an encouraging word to somebody that's going through. Somebody's dealing with finances. You got the money to help them, but you won't even listen. You'll be quiet because you're afraid they're going to ask you for something. Heaven help us. 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 And heaven forbid that it be that the person that's in need, it happens to be the person that owes you something. Heaven forbid. Took the man by the throat. Demanded payment. Wasn't interested in what the man was going to have to say. Wasn't until the man had fallen that he was able to speak. But all the while he was in the other servant's hands, he was being choked. He couldn't say nothing. And I want to ask you, who have you silenced with your hardened exterior? You're not going to show mercy. You're not going to lend a hand. You're going to... Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The man couldn't speak until he had fallen. But he had the power to be a blessing to this man before the man had to fall. Why is it, man and woman, that you can't see that you're tearing somebody down? It's time to pay attention to what you're doing. You say, I'm not really like that. I'm a forgiving person. I'm a loving person. But when you operate in mercilessness, when you turn a deaf ear to the plight of those that are in need, whatever it may be, especially when they owe you, or let's make it real, how about if I already helped you once before and I helped you a couple times before? I'm not helping you no more. It's when you take that attitude and that mindset that you begin to close off the bowels of compassion. And in order to operate in that mercy and that love that is like our Lord,
your heart needs to be moved. Your heart needs to be moved. But some of us think that the only way to get something done is by being as hard and hardened and as merciless and unforgiving and unyielding as possible. That is not the way of God. It's not the way of God. You are going about it all the wrong way. This is what the word teaches us. It's better to give. It's just better to give, to be a giver. To be a giver. It's the best state to be in, to give. Give without respecting someone to, without expecting someone to have to pay you back. Just give. Refusing, see, when you, when, when you, when you forgive like that, What you're doing is that you're refusing to put your brother and your sister into bondage. Because as soon as you say, pay me back, whatever it may be, time, effort, money, it doesn't matter what it is. As soon as you say, pay me back. And that person agrees, they're now bonded to you. They're now in debt to you. Pay me what thou owest. Look at the attitude. Pay me what thou owest. Now, what's the reason for this? Why did this? What's the reason behind all of this? This, 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 that we can, why is it that we get, can be left feeling like a debt collector? when the negatives of life bring us, people invoke upon us hurt and anguish and, and rejection and betrayal and all of that stuff. And, and then behind all of that, we start to feel discouraged and, and cheated and taken advantage of and, and stolen from and all of these different things. And, 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 and then because we don't get it right and it never, the air never gets cleared and it never gets resolved, we then start moving into um, some of the more dangerous um, feelings of, of spitefulness and hatefulness and resentfulness and, 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 and destructiveness and all of these things we start to feel and we and we begin to blame this other pe the person and the the ones that brought this to brought us to this place why we why am I, I i didn't used to be this way this wasn't the way how i wanted to, it to go and and now i'm here and i feel like you forced me to be here because of the way you acted and the way you've abused me and the, the way you mistreated me and the way you cheated and stole from me and all of these different things and now i'm feeling like you owe me, like, like, like I want to get you back. Like you, you owe me, you need to pay me back. Why, why do we feel that way? We feel that way because when one of those, when a person invokes one of those negative conditions that we talked about, the, the, the anguish and disappointment and hurt and all that kind of stuff, when that gets invoked upon a person, okay? 
And those negative conditions are really what the Bible calls offenses. So when these offenses happen and they come your way, okay, then what is actually really happening because this is this a, a negative condition that somebody's brought to you or is really an, an offense that they've committed, then what we don't understand is, is that when you commit an offense against someone, okay, what you are actually doing when you commit an offense against someone is, is that in actuality, you're committing a trespass or a crime against that person amen amen when you do when 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 you decide that you're you're going to you're going to just you're you're going you when when let me put it this way when your actions hurt and a person or bring them anguish and disappointment or they they start to make them feel rejected or or you abuse them verbally or physically or or you or you betray them okay and all that when when that when that happens you are actually committing many times you're committing a trespass or which is a crime you're committing a try a crime or a trespass against that person when you actually do, when, when you, when, when you, and, and, and let me give some context, when you've intentionally done something that has brought a person that hurt and that disappointment and that rejection, and all that, when you've intentionally, intentionally done that, then what you have actually done is that you've committed a trespass or a crime against that person. On the other hand, when you accidentally do it, and you got to understand, when you accidentally do it, you didn't intend to do it, okay? You might not purposely have committed a crime, but yet and still, even unintentionally, you will still be perceived to have committed a trespass against that person. Why? You're gonna, it's going to seem as though and feel as though you've committed a trespass or a crime against that person. Why? Because it feels as though that's what happened. Even though that's not what you intended, it feels that way. See, purposeful, when you do it on purpose, you've actually done it. But when you bring a person those things accidentally, you didn't intend to do it, but you still get perceived as one who's committed a trespass or a crime against somebody. Trespasses can take many different forms. Many different forms. Trespasses, offenses. Jesus told us that offenses must come. But he said, but woe to the person by whom they come. He said, they coming. But woe to that person by whom they come. When you hurt a person intentionally, you sin against them. 
you trespass against them. You commit a crime against them. This is the way the Bible sees it. This is the way God sees it. Okay. You called it an accident. I might call it an accident if I didn't intend to do it. But intentional or not, some things still fall into the category of an offense. And when an offense has occurred, a trespass or a crime has occurred. Now, what we're going to do on next week is, is we're going to tie all of this together. Now, we're probably not going to make it through everything. This might end up being a four-part series or whatnot. But what we're going to do is we're going to tie together these last things that we were talking about. Because we said that the negatives, the things that people do that we do to one another and can do to one another, it can leave hurt and anguish and rejection and abuse and all of these different things which push a person into the areas of discouragement and feeling like they've been taken advantage of. And when those things aren't dealt with, they begin to grow and they begin to transform into bitterness, into spitefulness, and sometimes even into hatefulness, okay? And we said that it's when a person, and when a person knows, doesn't want to feel that way, when they don't want to be like that, but they feel like, man, you, your actions, what you have done to me have brought me to that. It can bring you to the place of feeling like somebody owes you something. You take on the mindset or the position of the creditor or the debt collector. When someone has taken from you, amen, amen. And you feel like, and you feel that way, you can start to feel, ultimately you can feel like somebody needs to make up for that. Somebody needs to pay for what they've done to you, for what they've pushed you, for where they've pushed you to in life and in that moment or in that circumstance. But next week, what we will do, Lord willing, because I ask you a question, what's the reason for this? Why do we feel like a debt collector when these things happen? Why do we feel like that? And on next week, we're going, we're going to tie that together and we're going to explain all that as we talk a little bit further about trespasses and the nature of trespasses. We're going to tie all of this together. Brothers and sisters, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Share the word with somebody that needs it and that may not have access to it. God bless you. And until next week, we will stop the recording here. Mm -hmm.